0: Welcome to Biz Takeouts, biz community's sound bite-sized business news to go. I'm your host, Rotendo Nyamuda. Coming up on the takeouts menu, future finance specialist from Flux Trends, Bronwyn Williams.
1: Universal basic income is a concept that actually dates back quite a few centuries. Martin Luther King was quite a key proponent of it. And it basically speaks to the fact that it's an alternative type of welfare whereby everyone in the country would get a living wage paid to them by the state. And that's everyone, regardless of your age, your occupation, how wealthy you are, everyone gets paid to be a citizen.
0: It's time for Biz
1: Takeouts.
0: The one thing we want to kind of focus on today is UBI or Universal Basic Income. First of all, what is it?
1: Universal basic income is a concept that actually dates back quite a few centuries. Martin Luther King was quite a key proponent of it, and it basically speaks to the fact that it's an alternative type of welfare, whereby everyone in the country would get a living wage paid to them by the state. And that's everyone, regardless of your age, your occupation, how wealthy you are, everyone gets paid to be a citizen. Wow. So it doesn't matter if you're on the billionaire's list or if you're unemployed, you're all going
0: to get that universal basic income.
1: That's the most classic version of universal basic income Mm -hmm. absolutely but of course it might be a little bit utopian for our world in reality when we think about it but there have been trials done in places like Alaska Mm -hmm. where all the citizens of that American state get an oil dividend every year from the reserves that the community has and that sort of dished out to everyone is a form of a universal basic income it's not quite universal because it's not for everyone in the country it's only for residents of Alaska and it's not quite a basic income and then it's not a living wage, but it's quite a nice top-up. So I think it equates to around about 30,000 rand a year that, that people get given just for living in that particular city. So it's nice. Who doesn't love free money, right? Yes. And how practical is that in a South African or even African context? It really wouldn't be. Because that's the other catch with the universal basic income concept. It was designed as a way to replace all the current welfare and services in the state. So if we were to institute a universal basic income, the idea is to simplify it. So instead of the government providing services, just give people cash and let them spend it on what they need. So it's quite simple at its core. But it's more complicated in reality because people don't like their stuff being taken away from them. On a more practical level, in a South African context, we simply don't have enough money to pay everyone in our country a living wage out of the tax revenue because Mm -hmm. it's all obviously being funded by tax at the end of the day. And we already have to stretch tax base. If we were to increase that, we would have a problem. But then again, if you look at South Africa, we're one of the world's biggest grant payers. We have a lot of people living off grants, which is basically a form of universal basic income. The difference being that we also top it up with a whole lot of other services like healthcare and education and all the rest of it. Mm.
0: How does one even derive a universal basic income and you know people
1: run towards it if it's something that's not practical at the end of the day? Well, in America, it, it almost is practical because they are a much wealthier economy. They've got many more billionaires and the uber rich and very big companies and they've got a much, much healthier GDP per capita. So they're able to, if they were to re- redistribute it, they also don't have the huge inequalities that we have in South Africa. So they, if they were to redistribute their wealth in a more equitable way, they could just about afford the sort of size of universal basic income that Andrew Yang is proposing. It does come with a rather increased tax bill, though. So he's talking about raising all sorts of different taxes, a little, taking a little bit from everyone in order to combine this whole pool together. So it's something that not everyone would agree with. In fact, in some places like Sweden, they've done referendums on actually instituting a universal basic income, but the populations voted against it mm-hmm. for reasons of sustainability and affordability in the long run. Mm-hmm. That those are some of the questions that came up. Okay.
0: And how did the trials in Uganda and Kenya uh,
1: work out? Because I think that's a little bit probably closer to home. Yes, absolutely. So in those trials, we saw that people did start businesses, that families did managed to get themselves out of poverty, their living standards improved. The problem with those trials is that they weren't sustainably funded. They were funded by charities who just put money in. So there was no criteria to make it a sustainable ongoing program. And there were, once again, very small trials that were conducted. So they can give you an indication of how people that receive money behave, but it doesn't really give you a good indication of how to fund the system in the long run to see if that works out. Now, there are other alternatives, other proposals that are similar to universal mm. basic income, yep. uh, negative income tax.
0: Okay, what is a negative income
1: tax? That sounds nice, right? Yeah. More money back from SARS than yes. we all do already. If you submit your tax return, sometimes you get t- cash back, right? Mm-hmm. You know, for all those credits like paying your medical aid bills or topping up your pension fund, you get a bit of tax back. Now, the concept with a negative income tax is instead of a universal basic income is number one, it's not for everyone, it's only for the poor, it's not for the rich. So universal is everyone gets the same check at the end of the month. So a negative income tax is basically saying that if you earn below a decent standard of living at the end of the at the end of the year, if your income falls below that level, then the government will give you a negative income tax, in other words cash, to top you up to that basic level. So that's got more criteria already than the universal basic income. You have to earn below the minimum threshold. If you earn over that, then you're a net taxpayer still. And it's only for people that actually submit tax returns. So you have to already be an adult at that point. But that could be a more sustainable way to do it, especially if you start setting the bar quite low and you slowly over time extend it. It's an option that people could look at.
0: Mm. What are your final thoughts on universal basic income? Do you think that it is something that we will see progressing, even if it is in the waste? Um, like you said, possibly not in you know South Africa anytime soon, but way too from here.
1: I think it's an idea that time has definitely come. I think it's something that we're going to be talking about a lot for a long time to come. And there are definitely going to be countries that will start to trial It might be one of your Nordic countries. It might even be America itself. But then we'll get to see how it works. And if it does work out and it does become a more cost-effective way to redistribute wealth, as we all know, inequality is a bit extreme at the moment, the top eight richest gentlemen in the world, own now more wealth than the entire bottom 50% of the world's population that's insane (laughs) so you can understand that in a climate like that people are looking for ways to make living a bit more equitable and why this is an attractive option to people so I don't think that it's going to be something that's going to go away I think that voters might get hooked on a taste for free money and that's a wrap on today's show
0: Biz Takeouts take it where you like it, when you like it how you like it